It's called Smut. Give me smut and nothing but a dirty novel I can't shut if it's uncut. Daniel Day Lewis. When we get another uh, guest, we're gonna have to come up with another phrase. No, Paul I think it should Dano. Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis is Sean. Is Sean? Oh, Sean. Paul, Paul Dano was in. There will be blood Dano. with Daniel Day. Yeah, Lewis. it needs to be a link. Paul They're... Dano is too too short for mm, a good. Let's a, see. Daniel Day Lewis has a long enough name that you can truly do a sound check uh, with. The That's last true. of the Mohicans. There you go. Yes. Paul Thomas Anderson. There we go. <laughs> the Phantom. No, the, the Phantom, Phantom Thread. thread. I want it. All to be within the, the phantom, phantom thread. thread. I like that, but I like that it's always connected. In yes, some way. it's never not about Daniel Day Lewis. No. Nine. <laughs> is he Sir Daniel Day Lewis? No, I, I think mm. he is. He should be if he's not. At Daniel, worst. if you're listening, can you let us know if you were Sir or not? Yeah, it just number one fan of Thumbs Reading Phil Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> um, could you pause your woodworking? No, number two fan him. Niall Horan from yeah. One Direction. If someone could tweet at Daniel Day Lewis for us. I don't think. I think. Probably get a Twitter. He doesn't have a Twitter. I I've never checked. I don't know if Femmes Reading Filch is like a Twitter show. I don't. It just feels like the easiest way to get a hold of celebrities. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because it's direct. But here's here's a podcast thought. In in respect of DDL, yeah, Dale J. Lewis, All right? Sexiest actors above sixty go. How old Daniel Day? Yeah, I need to Google how old certain actors are. I, so I, I thought he was say. over. He's sixty five. Yeah, boom, you're right. Boom. You're right, you're right. Amazing. I'm, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know that my mother would say George Clooney without even taking my a breath. My mom, too. Mm. My mom is deeply in love with George Clooney. I but think all moms are. I think it's a rite of passage for a moms. A fun fact, um, I was almost, uh, I almost grew up in L.A. because my dad had two offices he almost transferred to, one in L.A. and one in Chicago. And the house we were going to live in was apparently right next door to George Clooney's, like, manager or Ooh. something. And my mom, apparently, for months after, was like, you kept, to my dad, was like, you kept me from George Clooney on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rude. It was so fun. I'm Googling actors over 60. But I'm, and I'm saying, like, smash at the current age. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's I'm just googling. Oh, it's tough. Oh, there's so many. Hold on. It's tough because <laughs> at his at probably ten years ago, Kevin Klein would have been Ooh, my answer interesting. because I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but He's right now, it's probably going to be. I mean, it would probably be like, uh, probably be Harrison Ford. I was going to say, do you want to hear what mine is? Harrison uh, Ford, 100. percent Yeah, <laughs> Harrison Ford is definitely one. My love of Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford is 80. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Harrison Ford is up there. And you know what? He's Still smash. Yeah. Fair. Because um, he, cause he'd get all angry probably during it. <laughs> Denzel Washington is still incredibly handsome. Yes. Oh, True. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of the first ones that came up just for Actors Over 60 was Michael Caine. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that, too. I love that smash. But he's 89. And I was just like, he's so Michael old. Oh, wait. There's an IMDb list. Hot male actors over Ooh, the age oh, of 60. Yes. Yes, yes. Do it. Yes. Okay. Guess. Oh, wait. Is it ranked? It's not ranked. No. Uh, we got we got Tony Bennett, ninety six. Ninety six. There's so much. I want to know who made this list. It was like hot. Uh, oh, you know what? Richard Gere. Uh, he is still hot. I could see that. Not yeah. not my cup of tea. Not my bag of bones. I was just but... looking at this one picture of him, and I was like, okay. Sir. I mean, Robert mm, Redford, mm. still hot. Still hot. Nah. I never, I never found him very. Attractive. Who do you have other than Harrison Ford, though? Do I need anyone else? You set this, <laughs> you set this challenge. Yeah, pick someone I need, else. I need, I need to, to see. Can I see the list with you? No, no, no. It has to be off the top. Alan of Rickman. <laughs> Alan Rickman okay, is on how, this list. He should is, not be. How old is Jason dead. Statham? Tony. Fine. Honestly, Ted Danson. I have to. Oh find yeah, Ted. I'd see that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Jay. about how old is Jeff ah, Goldblum? Okay, Jason Statham's fifty-five. Oh, that's a good close. Hold on. I think he's got to be over sixty, right? 
<laughs> this is thrilling He's podcast 70. content. Oh, well, we, oh just, we just currently Google. Scroll on our yeah, phone. Jeff Goldblum. Th- that's Jeff it. Goldblum. Goldblum. Everyone's in agreement with Jeff. There and we you go. know what? In because of that, because of that lovely, we all decided on that. I'm going to say welcome to Fem's Reading. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Fem's Reading. And specifically, welcome to our number one fan, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I thought it was Daniel uh, Day-Lewis. <laughs> well, Daniel Day-Lewis and Jeff Goldblum and are now they tied. Li- they like to listen yeah. together and then debrief. Because mm. Jeff Goldblum has, I'm sure, a thing where he heard us just now say that we would all smash yeah. him and something in his brain went I think he just ha- he must have just pings all the time because who isn't thinking about banking Jeff oh, yeah. Goldblum have oh, you yeah. guys watched that show where it's just Jeff Goldblum tries no. things no, I have I seen some of it. <laughs> it, it genuinely it's delightful but oh. it's so much Jeff Goldblum That's that I had to stop mm-hmm. after one episode because it was too, it was almost too much oh, my like, he was too fascinated by stuff That's and it was so overwhelming funny. my lovely me. cousin got married this past year and I went to her bachelorette party and um, she had a cardboard cutout of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what we, era Jeff which, Goldblum? Yeah, that was Jurassic Park. I mean, that's, that's I think that's her preferred. Or the fly Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum. <laughs> I think preferred is Jurassic Ragnarok. Park. I think, I think that, honestly, smash that's and Ragnarok. That's a hot absolute smash. Um, but I think it was an older of cardboard. Okay. I think I he that. was like Silver Fox. I mean, he has an, honestly, the, his style is incredible. Yes. Like it's not necessarily his face that attracts me. It's mm-hmm. his style oh, and wait. his vibe. Who it's did the I, hair and the glasses. Who did I say the wrong name? John Flat, Slattery. What? John Slattery? Like Smash. from Mad Men? Smash. Yes. Oh. He's, I yeah. agree with that. I'll take that. I'll take it. Absolutely. So listener, this is a kind of a sad day despite... <sighs> Despite the mm-hmm. um, the upbeat beginning that we yeah. just gave you, because it is Sean Buckley's last episode, it is the season it is one, the end of our first season. Finale. Listen, guys, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Aww. Am I right? Don't yeah. cry out loud. Don't keep cry. it inside. She's <laughs> looking at me with her beautiful bangs, and she's t- t- tears. Bangs. She, she's sobbing, guys. She's actually she's weeping. I'm openly weeping. uncontrollably. <laughs> I just, I just never going to see you guys again. Yeah. No, we'll never talk to you after we're this. Not, it's, it's been a contract. That we were using NDA. you. We did write we were a contract. Using you for the fame and the fortune, and yes. now that's over, and we have to exactly. go our separate ways. Tragic misstep. <laughs> <laughs> But because it's the season finale, we didn't do we didn't do a trope because how can you how can you end a season with just one trope? No. Therefore, we're talking about all All of them. Yay! We're gonna play some games. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. We're we're in sync. We're gonna play some. We're gonna play two games. JC specifically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What in the world? What did you say? She just quietly whispered, "I'm JC." Because we're in sync. <laughs> oh my god! And so, as you've heard, we can get a little unruly and get off topic. So the I don't know what you're talking some about. of the key stuff to know for these games is a because Sean is our guest. Mm. Uh, she is the official referee. She can tell Emily mm. and I to shut the fuck up at any point, which will probably power. be necessary. Yeah. <laughs> but we thought it would be fun to do a bracket style like oh, battle royale mm-hmm. of the tropes mm-hmm. cool okay so the way it's gonna work is emily has put the tropes <laughs> that we've covered in our last eight episodes in a floppy hat because she couldn't find a normal hat and then she forgot that bowls existed so it's in a beanie <laughs> i don't know why thing. i don't know why you're hating on this beanie because <laughs> it's so dumb it's really <laughs> dumb i forgot i forgot a bowl was a thing <laughs> well i use bowls for eating that for brackets. Yeah, it just so reminds me of like i couldn't find paper so i just found some like kleenex and i, I, I wrote it on the Kleenex. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a floppy hat full of 
Kleenex uh, on this <laughs> counter. And I will get a bowl if this is going to be fine. We'd you. rather shame you. And uh, Emily shame and I you. are going to each pull one, and then we are going to have to <gasps> oh, cool! Ex- like re- recap the trope yeah. and say why we think it is the best trope. Okay. And then Sean, you will decide which one is the winner, okay. and we will okay. continue on bracket style until we have the winning trope of the season. I love this. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do like a cool. Even though none of us do March Madness, or at least I don't. We are very sport. Yeah. We are so sport. If we proved we anything are. in the last episode, we, we are much no sport. sport. Yes. A fun fact I actually won one of my March Madness things in college. <laughs> yeah. So the world can hear. I based it based on which mascot I thought was the best. Oh, that's fun. And I won. <laughs> I like that. So before we get into our bracket, any questions or concerns, Sean? Anything? No. Okay. I, I feel good. And we wrote, so it's just the tropes. It's not the books I or figured, stories. Yeah. So uh, obviously there's only eight of them. We will clearly state them and we can mm-hmm. uh, say what books were from them if we need. Yeah. Um, if we remember, I'll pull up my notes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is, I should. So when I made these, I initially wrote all the stories down because I forgot what we yeah, were for sure. doing. And I was like, I did it. And she's like, you did the tropes, right? I was like, fuck. Nope. So. <laughs> nope. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. So. Nope. All right. Just got to pull up the Instagram because if, if you follow us on Instagram, you can see all of the stories that we've read. Yeah. In our, with, with pictures. In our in, in our thing. So excited. Let me get this floppy hat. <laughs> it's just such a, a good hat. It's a bag. It's a bag. Well, the elastic <laughs> fell out of it. <laughs> Okay. It's my favorite hat. Go All on. right. I pulled office romance. Ooh. I pulled one bed, baby. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. Sean. Yes. Office romance. Okay. I'm ready. Force, force proximity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you remember, we covered, uh, with Emily's story, we covered like the boss employee dynamic. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't like oh, that, man. I hated it. I know you hated that, man, <laughs> but don't let that hurt the trope for you because think of my fic it was great with the post-its mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the wonderful like media sharing back and forth so i think i think the real strength of the office romance mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. not only the forced proximity and the tension but the fact that mm-hmm. if it weren't for office romance uh you would not be living with <laughs> i knew you were gonna say <laughs> your partner today Damn you it. wouldn't have your dog together <laughs> and your life would be great because we would still be around but not as shiny as it is now that joe is in your life you can't guilt me into thinking that just based on my own life <laughs> but you should know from your own experience that, that office romance works it's a wonderful vehicle for tension mm-hmm. because you have to be you have to be professional mm-hmm. you have to have your professional side mm-hmm. but then there's something deep inside you that feels sexy and <laughs> I'm so fucked when it I feels just... it feels sexy and you're like mm. Oh, but I got to keep that. I got to keep that pushed down. But then eventually you can't keep it pushed down and you want to kiss their face somehow, somewhere. This is so fun. (laughs) And I think that's the real strength of the office romance is it forces people to contend with the sexy part of themselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a way that they didn't plan on. But man, is it fun. And also it creates an opportunity for shenanigans. It sure do. Which we do love is we love a shenanigan. We love a back and forth and we love a supportive friend Mm -hmm, who's mm -hmm. a fellow coworker sitting at a desk near you going, hmm, Mm -hmm. I bet that's going to happen. We do love that. Um, Sean, I, oh, yes. No. no, I was going to ask you, do you have any questions for me about office romances? That I would do help. not. I was okay. going to see if we should turn it over to Emily for her side. All right, Emily. All Keep right. that in your brain. It's in my brain. Because here it comes. I'm ready. The one bed, the baby. The one bed. I will also say, Jessica is so eloquent, and I get so excited, so I don't know if this is going to come was out. So, I was like, she hasn't stopped talking. I'm I know. so impressed. Here we go. <laughs> one bed. How does one referee. bed make you feel? It makes you feel like this. Woo! 
Because you know what it is? It's forced proximity. Sometimes it's a cave, but usually it's a bed at an inn. You're on a, oh, I'm tired. I'm on a quest with this angry guy who's probably my guard. But we're gonna, we have to share one bed and their pinkies touch. And then and you know what else happens? Pillow talk. They really like get to the down and dirty of their feelings because it's dark. And it's mm-hmm. easier to tell your like true feelings when it's dark. Vulnerability happens. You know what happens mm-hmm. in one bed? A relationship builds in one bed. You know what else happens in one bed? Tickle fight. <laughs> play play wrestling. Okay. Um, if I could stand up and walk around, I would. I am fired up. Oh, oh, it just makes every event better. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like we're at a wedding. We're so drunk. Like, I'm I'm happy because this was this was make it sweet and this Absolutely, was also yeah. uh, stranger things. Indeed, indeed. And you know what? It just like it just like accelerates mm-hmm. the relationship that you like was there, but it was it was like on its last legs. Like, who knows what's gonna happen? Boom, one bed. Immediately in love. I boom. Love boom. Sex. Because we... Boom is sex. <laughs> boom is sex. <laughs> boom is sex. Do you have any questions about one bed? Uh, I don't have a question about the trope, mm. but I would like for you each to provide to me what you think is your favorite or best example of that trope in a movie, TV show, or book. And it can't... Ooh. So not my life. Cannot be my life. Uh, <laughs> and it can't and be... It can't be the stuff we that we talked no, about. Something outside of that. I think Ooh. like what is like your favorite or what do you think makes it... Like what is an example that made that was made better by the existence of that trope. I mean, I have I have to rely on the classic Pam and Jim mm-hmm. from The Office. Absolutely. Like if it wasn't for the Pam and Jim storyline, that show would not have been as popular as it, it ended up being. It Even though it is apart. brilliant and True. very funny, the Office romance saved that show mm-hmm. because it is so cute and fun and full of tension. It would have fallen apart. You're it right. would have. And were Pam and Jim problematic in the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we can acknowledge that now, but did we enjoy it every step of the way? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can't believe I'm going to burn this on the first one, but Akatar. Yeah. I- I've got to burn point. it. It's great. The sexual tension mm-hmm. in the books is so wonderful. And then when it gets to a point where a certain couple has to share one bed, mm-hmm. it elevates it, this relationship into a next level. Oh, and it gets the reader so, so excited. Yeah. And it, again, you know what it makes you do? It makes you go like this. <laughs> so so that, oh, that would be my thing. This is so hard. Is it, no, hey, no one's feelings are going to get hurt. This I is a bracket. Know. We got, we got a bunch both. more. I think truly based on just which trope I enjoy reading more, I'm going to go with one bed. Boom, one baby. Bed. The Pam and Jim almost swayed me there. I know. that's so true. I mean, in Superstore as well. Oh, you're right. I know. But, damn it. To, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick you, with my gut. You can change it. It's your breath. I'm going Park, with Office Romance. Okay. Parks and Recreation. Wait, oh, so also. you fucking So you are, go, you are going Office with Office Romance. Okay. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I, I, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I wrote in a pen. Have you seen Come that? On. Think of all the Pauls to your vehicles. Have you seen <laughs> Okay, office romance. Okay, so Woo! office romance is the first one. Next pair, Jess, pick. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me help you with this floppy hat. <laughs> I got royalty slash tall, dark, and handsome. Oh. I got reverse harem. Okay. All right. All I think right. you should go first. You start. You, okay. you start. you start. What's better than having one man? <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> reverse harem here, ready to, to take you away. Sounds like you're um, doing like an infomercial. Just like, hey, guys. <laughs> you ever wanted one boyfriend who was happy, one boyfriend who was angry, <laughs> and one boyfriend who just wanted to feed you? Well, look no further than a reverse harem. Reverse harem. Um, no, it's fun. It's exciting. Like, yes, we, we always want to OTP. Like, that's our go-to. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If the main character is happy with it and the, all the men are happy with it, yeah. then we really support a fruple which is four we do indeed thruples three fruples four or a fripple which is five and you know what else this was a gateway for for me 
rock and roll romances. This is true. This, this is was, true. you know, I've always had an issue with them, but the fact that it was a whole band, that they were cohesive, that they wrote music together, mm-hmm. that they were angsty and angry. Absolutely. Very fun, very mm-hmm. positive. A lot of sex because, you know, one guy just won't do it and then, and the girl might get tired, mm-hmm. but just kidding, in a book she won't ever get tired. No, her but vagina is every infinitely guy, ready. Every guy has a different <laughs> style. So, you know what, if you're not into like, the sweet, like caring, maybe kind of vanilla stuff. Turn the next to your guy, right. The next guy is gonna be like, "Call me daddy." You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the next guy is gonna be like, "Actually, call me sir." Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there's a style for everyone, and it's all about consent, and mostly. And <laughs> we're not talking about Dunn Vipers, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's reverse harems. I love it. Okay, so I have a challenge because I am basically two tropes smashed together. This is true. For this. this is true. So we're gonna cover roi- royalty slash tall, dark, and handsome. Okay, royalty. Again, shenanigans, but Absolutely. specific shenanigans of the elevated. Ver- you get you get a lot of shenanigans in one. You get mm-hmm. rich man, True. wealthy man, and mm-hmm. the libraries and jewels that come with that, <laughs> which can be very sexy. Very you get limousine things, lots of limousine things, things limousine, eh? like a like a black car, like a private exactly jet what or whatever, about. you know. Yeah. And then you combine that with a very tall man, <laughs> and Sean as a tall woman. <laughs> I know that you appreciate a tall man. Listen, Jess's strategy of bringing it back to me is working. <laughs> if I if I knew we were playing dirty, not well, I mean it's your podcast, but, but there is something wonderful about a tall, dark, and handsome man. And I know that we all slightly disagreed about what what actually was. My God, bring that back! But we did not disagree on the fact that it is sexy. Correct. When a brooding dude decides that you're the only one that he wants to oh, spend God. time with, especially if he stands to inherit a country, one you day. know that does help. Yeah. You're the special one, and you also will be the princess of Genovia one day or something. <laughs> so true. So I think even though it is a lot of tropes smashed up together, there is something to be said about just the elevated, elegant nature that can be mm-hmm. royalty, dark, tall, dark, and handsome. This is true. All right. I have my vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this round, I'm going with reverse harem. Okay. And I think specifically it is because it is a more like unique trope to my experience. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I like that it kind of like, like you were saying it like invites a, a lot of different relationship dynamics into play. And while that intimidates me as a reader, I think it's a really cool uh, storytelling method. I'm sorry nice. that my ice for my start. Yeah, we are we are drinking iced coffee this time, yeah. so we are fired. So up. for the first time, we're not going to be getting tipsy, or we're going to be getting louder, louder <laughs> and faster. <laughs> but no, I appreciate that, especially given I was the only re- like reverse harem reader at the yeah. of this podcast. No, I, I know. And now and now look at us. It's Here a we really are. it's a really cool trope that I just like. I think based on the way it's like described, it sounded more just like yeah, they have a lot of sex, but it's also like there's an emotional component to it, and I love that. If it's written well, and there can be. Pull okay. mine. Did you pull yours? Yes, I did. I'm ready. Fake dating. Knife play. <gasps> oh, okay. You go, you go first this time. Please. I know, I know. I'm just, I really like knife play, I but I'm, I'm going to do my say, best. I'm really thrilled that Emily is the one arguing for knife play. Yes, I love this. <laughs> I like the challenge of it because yeah, obviously if it was reversed, you guys would be like in your sweet spots, but this is, this is more of a thing. Yeah. I love this. Okay. Fake dating. So I think 
what I love most about fake dating is the potential for an enemies to lovers. Absolutely. As part of the fake dating. And the, I love the striking of a deal, the mm-hmm. making of a plan. Mm-hmm. And I know I've already talked about shenanigans, but this is a specific type you of shenanigan. You getting shenanigans. This ones. is a driven shenanigan. You love shenanigans. This is a shenanigan with a goal, and I like a goal. I get mm-hmm. that, yeah. And what I think is the sexiest about fake dating is, again, the the... Okay, we're giving everybody else this performance, this mm-hmm. whatever it is, similar to office romance, mm-hmm. but in our true selves, in our heart of hearts, we know. we know that what that person just did was sexy, and I pretended that it was sexy, but mm-hmm. also it was a little bit sexy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love the angst of it. Mm-hmm. Also, that fake dating does lend itself as well to the uh, who hurt you trope. <laughs> Of, no, I love that. Yeah, oh, I know it's such a good one. Of I, I have that. to pretend, to, I have to pretend that, that I'm chill, but also I'm actually concerned about you, and I have to hold it together. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love it when somebody is trying to play multiple roles at once because it is hilarious. It's so fun, and also a perfect vehicle for, for feelings, shenanigans, and, and feelings, and shenanigans, shenanigans, feelings, shenanigans, feelings. <laughs> penis, vagina, penis, penis vagina. vagina. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think I think fake dating speaks for itself, but it also does, I'm does. I'm gonna cut it short because I'm. I'm so excited to hear what Emily has to say about knife play. Take it away, Emily. You want to talk about enemies to lovers? You want to talk about angst? Look no further than fucking knife play. The, the trope that arguably started this whole podcast. It quite literally yes. did. Think of this. All this time and fun and happiness may not have happened without knife, knife play. play. Uh, maybe our friendship would not have been as strong. I'm just kidding. Our friendship would still be quite. I was like, you really want to bring that into play? <laughs> I'm, I'm using everything in my arsenal. Ah. Think of this like, oh, it's dark. It's exciting. It's something new. It's a way to get your feelings out as yeah, well yeah, through yeah. your blood. You should try to relate knife play to my life. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just, ooh, I was just offering hard. that as. Ooh, trying something new. <laughs> But honestly, it's about it's about trusting your partner. Yeah, it's about absolutely. talking. It's about communication. We love a good, easy communication. We do. We do love that. Um, even though the the book I read was a little bit of a dub con, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was still a like kind of consensual thing between them. They got on equal footing mm-hmm. with it. Sure. It also lends itself to the protector, possessive, guardian mm-hmm. type of trope, mm-hmm. which honestly is very fun to read sometimes. It can be, yeah. And for me, all the time, I do love that trope. I love the idea of someone being like, you're mine, I'm marked. Like yeah, usually yeah. in a faded mate's werewolf kind of thing that's mm-hmm. like with a bite but for those of us who aren't werewolves and I guess that's a few <laughs> knives are like the teeth of humans <laughs> oh and can I just say yeah you talked about a, a lot about how knife play a lot of communication a lot of back and forth yeah fake dating yeah. fake oh, yeah. dating absolutely no communication it's true none yeah, that's true. That's no one's point. saying anything about anything you, to you each know other. where there's no shenanigans knife play because there is no room <laughs> for no shenanigans room for shenanigans because, with a knife in the room because you know what there's no time for a shenanigan when you're talking about what you want which is to be marked by your person i think i can cut you off dark. my vote okay it's okay i'm sorry it's it's fake dating i love fake yeah. dating it's, i love fake dating it has like you said <laughs> it has enemies to lovers one of my faves and yes knife play does but i think I, I don't enjoy the possessive trope nearly as much. Like I, I mean, do little if you bits go back and look, listen yeah. to that. We are not into it. Oh like, no, we I don't know, ever I know. Try it. But I know that's a big part of it, and that yes. obviously was kind of the selling thing for me. Where it's like I can do a little bit of the possessive, where it's like it's in the realizing that you really want this person, mm-hmm. kind of possessive. But the like marking your mind is is just not my bag. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, fake dating. Got it. All right, let's see what's left. Last one, last one. I was looking through, because we're writing these down, and I was looking through, I go, I wonder what I would have (gasps) chosen. 
I got sports. I got Mercedes. <laughs> oh my god. Both both of my favorite both of ones. Your favorite ones. I love it. All right. Sorry, let me write this. Uh, down. Who started last time? So I Emily. Started, Emily, so that's Emily. Well, looky here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you got the first and the last knife play and then sports. I know. Look I at that. It. Okay. Let's see. I, I'm going to, I'll try and do sports as a whole, but I really, my true love is hockey. I love, uh, I love the physicality of the people who play the sports usually. Cause mm-hmm. if you're attracted to someone who's like a little more muscular, not like a big fat mm-hmm. muscly guy, but like lean, strong, the the description of bodies in sports romances are so, so fun true. and really yeah. really good to get a picture of who is playing. I like that uh, we explored some new things for me on the queer spectrum and on the straight spectrum. It works both ways. We love that there's a teammate thing involved. Like mm-hmm. there's always going to be able to be multiple stories or really fun side characters. Because yes, while there is shenanigans, it also goes along with <laughs> fake dating. It also goes along with um, only one bed sometimes. A lot of these tropes go into sports. But it's really fun to just have fun banter on the side when people are doing drills and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to stay in the line. And, and really we're all here. getting mad about the coach. because And we're all <laughs> having a good time. But also, is that is that her in the stands? Yeah, Is yeah. she watching me play? And then, you know, the girl usually, because I'm usually watching her. I'm reading That's, a straight yes. one. You She's like, I will never. Like, it's he's so passionate. The yeah, passion yeah. that they show while playing their sport. She really is so selling me here. Fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not also to mention locker room hookups, mm-hmm. shower scenes, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, there's always going to be a date in like a hockey romance where some, they go ice skating. Somehow. Yeah. And so it's true. super cute. It's intimate. You're going to be holding hands. So it's nice that they can have these like kind of rough scenes if they really want to, if that's what the character leaned towards. But there's always going to be like an intimate moment as well where mm-hmm. they where they're trying to date or they're trying to do something just the two of them. And usually, and again, I'm going straight for hockey. It's going to be holding hands and helping them skate and like learning yeah. about each other. Because you know what? The the sport is what was passionate about them. And they want to share that with the person that they are dating. I love That's it. That's really nice. I love that. All right. Over to you. I wrote notes. Oh, my God. Mercedes. Uh. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> wonderful for the tall, small. For the sunshine grumpy. I do true. All of true. all of that is very present. But then the other amazing thing is it leaves room for the badassness of our lady, mm-hmm. our Persephone, our heroine, mm-hmm. to come out. Oh. In a lot of ways, it is a coming into her power story. In a lot of things like Emily's book, where she like had to do the trials. Mm-hmm. And even in mine, even though it was the one chapter Ted Lasso won. It was empowering. It was empowering. So a lot of it is very powerful. And I like that it supersedes the, the like original myth where she's kind of just snatched. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. 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 And so it's a lot of it is, you know, she becomes the queen of death. And yes, that love. is very powerful. And she comes into her dark power. And he learns the power of being able to make flowers grow. Sure and the does. lighter things. And they teach each other stuff. And oh, I think I think there's something really, really beautiful about the fact that this is a myth that has existed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is a story that has persisted and continued. And people have found inspiration and spun it off. And Emily did a whole degree about it. She did True. a whole master's degree about how these stories won't fucking die. Because they're <laughs> so powerful and so amazing oh. that you just have to use them. And you can find elements of the human experience in every single aspect of it. Even if 
if it's also something where the main focus is that they bang eventually. And, and I think great. that that is really beautiful because it is a never ending story. story. <laughs> uh, and that is my pitch for Mercedes. Wow. This was a hard one, guys, because truly um, I went into this being like, it's going to be Mercedes. And then sports, I was like, you are swaying me to sports. But I, I am swinging back. I'm going to go with Mercedes. Yeah. It is a tale as old as time. And it's it all, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is a tale as old as time. All but right, dang, so. you really had me with sports. I was like, it was you close. Did good. It I was did close. Good. And if only I had Mercedes. But maybe <laughs> we'll get this time. Okay, so now, second round. Okay, what did you get? I got fake dating. I got office romance. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Oh, this is going to be hard. These are very closely linked. They are okay. very closely linked. Okay. Mm. Fake dating. <laughs> Do you want shenanigans? <laughs> I mean, listen, we've already done a deep dive on these things. I think I'm going to go for the attack dough. Think of it in opposition to office, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not always going to be a power struggle. It's something that people are on equal footing. They both need something from the other usually in yeah. fake dating, mm-hmm. okay? And they're going to help each other out, whether they are friends first or enemies first. That's true. It is an equal playing field, which is not a normal thing that people read a lot in romance. There's a lot of power dynamics in a lot of romance books. And fake dating is something that is a broad spectrum, if you will. It's really fun. It's the same thing with, I I know I said this for sports, but always going to be fun side characters that are like, what are you doing? You know, and they always have to justify it. It's finding a lot of ways to justify the things. And fake dating is very fun. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else? That can be it. That, that could great. be it, yeah. That I'm going to go a little shorter since we did, we did deep dives yeah. on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, office romance, round two. I'm ready. You know what fake dating is not? <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> <laughs> office romance, however, allows for a realism and like it does allow for pining and it allows for all of the fun things about the trope where yeah. you're like, ooh, will they, won't they? Yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. stuff and shenanigans, as mm-hmm. we pointed out many, many times. But it can also be a true to life blueprint of consent and communication true. in a way that you don't usually get with romance novels. True. So it can allow for that realism, which I really like. And fake dating isn't a thing <laughs> in the way that office romances are. And I like the the groundedness that can come from an office romance and a true slow burn because it's a slow burn because you're like, oh, this could actually be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not a slow burn because you're like, oh, yes, they went to a Christmas party and their aunt is there and they there's also only one bed. And you know what else is happening, though? They're supporting each other. They're helping each <laughs> they're other. They're supporting each other in office romance as well because they work together oh, and there are might they? be a big presentation oh, coming up. Oh, are they? Are they just supporting each other that way or emotionally? Because fake dating is usually emotional. But in an office romance, usually there's a moment where there's the tension, there's the tension, and something happens at work. Like somebody's somebody's ex shows up and it's really jarring or somebody blows a presentation or loses a client and then the other person goes and comforts them and then they realize that they have a connection you know where that happens as well fake dating (laughs) oh is that an ex-boyfriend with a girlfriend i'm gonna show him up hand on the lower back sexy dance in the club let's go bang in the truck that's actually not a truck it's an suv yes but your your realism is based on jealousy mine is based on uh comfort which is also a hit song by nick jonas think about it (laughs) all right uh (laughs) escapism wins i'm going with fake dating (laughs) okay all and right. then I, I love I these did debates. This one, so May, you, I think do, I think that's a good approach too because we've do. gone the deep dive. So I think I think a now debate, we debate. Yeah, I think that's excellent. You can start by explaining, but I think debate is good. Kennedy Nixon. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Frost not- Nixon. <laughs> no. No. Kennedy. No. Oh, Frost. Kennedy Nixon. Frost was the reporter. That was yes. the reporter. Okay. Sorry. What did you draw? 
You got Persaides. I got Persaides. And I got Reverse Hiram. I got Persaides. Excellent. See, we're back in our in we're our, back in our, our what we should, This is like a normal. Go at thing. it. Okay. Begin. You can. You. I went first, so you go first. You know what Persaides doesn't have? <laughs> Multiple men. <laughs> Do you get annoyed with Hades every once in a while because he's too brooding? He's too grumpy. Fine, go to the next one. There are multiple situations and multiple choices. If you're feeling weird one day and you're like, I don't want to deal with your ass, mm-hmm. Lord of the Underworld, I'm going to go over here and talk to my more sunshiny boyfriend and he's going to help me do crafts all day. That is the that is the thing with reverse harem. The other thing is, sometimes the same penis all the time gets boring. Reverse harem, you can cycle through. You can cycle through or you can just have, you know, three or them. four penises present at once and just like see what happens there. It allows for variety. It allows for freedom in a way that being stuck in the underworld does not allow. Emily. You know who's not stuck in the underworld? Rebuttal. Persephone, because she gets six months out of the underworld and six months under, in, the, in the underworld. And you know what's nice? When the fates literally make someone for you. It is a, they are made Persephone for Hades. It was fated before she was even born. And Demeter tried to keep her away from him. It's a thing, but these are in retellings. And you know what's really nice in retellings yeah. is that Persephone finds her power and she she becomes confident with the help of Hades who loves her mm-hmm, who is mm-hmm. in love with her and will do whatever he wants but he just needs to keep her safe because there are forces that always that are going to be against him. He's a very powerful man. Don't say a word. And you know what else is nice? She can say something if she wants. But I but uh, I was it sounds fired it sounds up. like it sounds like Persephone goes through a 6 months dry spell when she's up with her mom in the not underworld <laughs> and she just has to be alone. You know who never goes through a dry spell? <laughs> Whoever the fuck is in her you know, And you know what? Sometimes you need a break because and she chafing grow. happens. And she does Do you grow. want to just chafe all Because the time? her four or five or six boyfriends always have something to teach her. Oh, that's She always learns Persephone something. Persephone just needs one guy. She doesn't need five or six boyfriends. She but, just needs one man. And then she's her own person. But can we oh really expect one person to meet all of our needs? Yeah, because he's a god. He's a literal lord of the underworld. I know, but he's, he's so grumpy all he's, the time. Because he's underground constantly. He doesn't get to see the sunlight. <laughs> But you know what? You know who, uh, what is his sunlight? Persephone. Persephone is his sunlight. I know, but like, think of four men who think that you're you're their sunlight. I just need one. I'm good. Ugh, <sighs> it's so boring. Oh. You know, you know what's not boring? Being literally made for someone. <laughs> is that part of? We, we never really talked about that. Yeah, it that's is. part. Wow. I don't like fate. that. I don't was, like that I either. I love that. I love it. I like. That. I like. Fi- <sighs> They were reverse meant to harem, be. They were meant to be. Reverse harem is all about the choice. That. Reverse harem is all about you are choosing to be together. You are putting in the work. Well, you are being yeah, in a relationship. But we're talking about retellings. That's what I was going to say. No, no, retellings. we're talking about retellings. But you're saying you were talking in a about lot of retellings. It is a faded thing of like oh. they were meant to be together. So that's See, different. I like the choice. I like the negotiation and these this group of people building something together. Also, is it sexy? Yes. Are they also putting in the work? Yes. They think are. of it this way, though. In all these retellings of Persades. He he usually has to not force her, but like convince her. He has to convince yeah, her that yeah. it's a thing. So she always does have a choice, but it is going to usually be like you're gonna be sad if you're not with him, just That's so true. you know. And you're gonna be happier. It is your choice. Whereas though. with mine, you're gonna be sad if you're not with all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're all four together, or if you're all five together, then you can all be puzzle pieces together and create a beautiful life. You know, and also nice? have sex together. Magic. All the time. Magic is nice. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. Magic. I, this is hard. Uh, Either way, we both win. No, I know. I'm just trying to think of. Um, yeah, I think in terms of trope, I'm gonna go reverse harem. Okay, just, nice. Yeah. Okay. I think I think the, right. it was the faded thing that really kind of made me like. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Not too far. I and I'm, it's not, it's not, I'm not shitting on anyone's or you're shit. It. You're, you're yucking my yum. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Stop yucking my yum. So now yeah. our final, our final thing, mm-hmm. uh, fake dating versus, versus reverse harem. Uh, do you want to do rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> I was going to say, I think rock, paper, scissors. So whoever, whoever wins, wins gets, to gets to choose. to pick their, yeah. the one they want to do. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do reverse harem again i i knew you would i right. knew you're gonna pick that and you got fake dating yeah all right take it away this is hard because we've just talked about them like three times oh, I already know. i think you're gonna talk like, about fake dating yet though yes, i, I think it's more oh. i think it's gonna be more about like why is it better than the other one yeah like because again i know them both i know their pros but it's like why is why is fake dating and why is reverse harem better than the other i think <clears throat> and I guess I've also been coming at this not like going towards you, but going towards what I like because mm-hmm. that's what this is. Like I'm doing that's it the whole point. In, from yeah. my point of view. And I like fake dating more than reverse harem because there is an there is more there are more possibilities of a story. Mm-hmm. And I like having multiple ideas of like if I wasn't really into the fake dating because because of this reason, I know that I'm gonna like fake dating because of this reason. For sure. Whereas in reverse harems, it's always going to be a thing where I might not like one of the guys and they're always going to be always there stay. because yeah. it's, it's always four uh, or it's three or more men. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. And when I am the big reason I've had issues with reverse harems is because I like one true pairings. Mm-hmm. I like having like a, a person for you. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to pick. Whereas fake dating, um, you can either it can either be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It can be really fast. They can learn about each other. I like the fact of like they learn throughout their experience with each other mm-hmm. more. And usually someone has like a wall built up and then they have to like. I love it. They have a shared, they have a forks proximity I shared experience where they learn about each other and then they become that person's like confidant or emotional support mm-hmm. in those times of need. And I really enjoy that. I love it. And I like, I especially like in fake datings because I've read a lot of them where even if it's for a, a different reason, if it's for like an office reason, mm-hmm. usually a family family member of some sort will come into play and I love the like it's a mean aunt or a mean mom or something and so and the guy is there to like comfort the girl Mm -hmm. and and like stick up for her or something like that or help themselves stick up to that family member so like there's always going to be multiple levels Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy that so I think that's why fake dating um that's why you should that's why you should vote for fake dating (laughs) yes for number one trope (laughs) Jesse Poo so I think I like reverse harem and I genuinely do like reverse harem more than fake dating because I get bored with fake dating. Mm. Mm. I have read fake dating too much Mm -hmm. and the situations that they find themselves in a lot of the time seems contrived. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. seen the scenario before. It has happened a million times, mm-hmm. but they're in a department store now. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, 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 and a lot of the times as well, it's that formula of, okay, uh, they've given in and they like each other and they're having sex secretly, but now there's got to be a conflict. So like his mom is in town and she owns the department store. And I can usually guess where a fake dating story is going in my sleep with my eyes closed. And so I get bored very easily. I have noped out of fake dating fix before. Mm -hmm. Reverse harem does not do that. Yeah, for sure. Because A, if I hate one of the characters, there's going to be another character that I can hang out with. B, it is not hard for me to to understand and to get on board with the fact that if there are five people in a relationship, there will be a conflict. Yeah, Yeah. And usually it will be more interesting to me than fake dating because it can be unique to the relationship it can be unique to the characters Mm -hmm. and it's not 
as contrived. It's not as uh, cookie cutter as a lot of the fake dating stuff because purely because there's a a shit ton of characters. Mm -hmm. I also appreciate that it takes a lot of skill to write a good reverse harem. Like fake dating, you can lean on a lot of bullet points. Reverse harem to actually make characters that you care about and make dynamics that you don't go, oh, I hate all of these people. (laughs) It requires a really good writer who... Even like with the sex scenes, Mm -hmm. like keeping the anatomy straight so you know whose part is where at what point is very hard to do. And I respect the skill of that takes. (laughs) And just something for me is just I enjoy the I enjoy the realism of it a little bit, too, where I'm like, I like that there is an element of it that requires communication for it to be at all believable and requires a genuineness that fake dating doesn't really because it can just lean back on an understanding that the reader would have having read those types of stories before. I love this. You guys did such a good job. You Thank had you. to argue those so many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, we bet you did very well. Thank yeah. you. So did you. I did. Okay. You did great. Thanks. You guys both did I get great. Too, I get too scared. Yeah. I get too nervous. Sean, so, I think, uh, ultimately, should I say my reasonings or the vote first? I would love your reasoning. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the main reasonings for this is, uh, a lot of it is like my preference. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's also like, Oh, well, I'm going to say it this way. My vote is fake dating for Yay. best trope. I So I think it's like, because I agree with a lot of what you're saying. It's like there is something kind of contrived and something like predictable about fake dating. But I think that's kind of why I love it as a trope. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it, it's when you see a fake dating trope, you know exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool if there was a twist, like something you didn't expect. But it's like, I think there's something incredibly comforting of it as a trope. And I, I, I love like the like slow burn of like, they're meant to be together. Like, when will they figure it out? Mm-hmm. Like, and while I think that I agree, like reverse harem, and this is why it's second. Like, I think that reverse harem is so cool. And it's like unique structure of a, of a story. And I agree that like, excuse me, I had a dry mouth. Uh, the, the skill with which it takes to write not just one, but four successful, intimate relationships is insane. Mm-hmm. And so it's very cool. But I think ultimately I, I am so much more comforted by a trope that I can like see the path ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think ultimately that's the one that I would lean on. And so uh, I choose fake dating. Fake right, dating. Yay. 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 Best trip of the, best trip of the season. Best trip of the season. The winner. This is so fun. I love this. <laughs> well, and now we're going to give out some awards, right? Yay. Yes, yes, we are. So what we did was we came up with uh, five awards mm-hmm. and we made Sean pick uh, who won what? This was hard. So we, we gave Emily the and list. I do not know we anything don't know. about this. She's going to give the top three. Yes. And we're gonna we're gonna pick uh which we're gonna see which one she we're gonna guess I should say yeah yes which one Sean picked oh and, that's how we're gonna do it okay yeah and uh, once once you do maybe maybe some people will be giving acceptance speeches oh my gosh <laughs> okay so it's gonna I'm gonna say all three and you're gonna guess say which all one three is. we will guess say the and award then, then all three yeah 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 we'll and then yeah. tell and then tell us what it actually is okay yep. okay okay so most true to the trope mm-hmm. uh, the three that I picked were. A Ruin of Roses, and that one was Royalty slash Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Silver, Fake Dating. And Do I Look Lonely, Fake Dating. I think Do I Look Lonely because of the joy that you had <laughs> is the number one during right. that one. For, for me, that's... For sure. And, and also, I think genuinely that that, of the fix that I used this season, mm-hmm. I think Do I Look Lonely is the closest to the trope, to the trope. that I that yeah. I was doing at the time. For sure. Um, I think I'm going to go with Ruin of Roses because mm-hmm. it was literally about like a, it was like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So it was Absolutely. like a prince um, and he was literally tall, 
dark and handsome. Yeah, he yeah, had, yeah. He had dark features. He was just, like seven feet tall. So <laughs> I just just based off of he the literal the literal character. Man. He was a dragon man. Oh sure. <laughs> God, love that dragon uh, man. So I'll say you were both wrong. <gasps> uh, number one was Mr. Silver, fake dating. Aww. Yeah. I thought it, it truly fit what like I think fake dating is where it's like this will benefit you. This will benefit me. Mm-hmm. We have a contract. Let's go. And I, I adored it also, so, but that's I, why I, I thought it was most true to the trope. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. As the, as the presenter of Mr. Silver, I will be accepting this absolutely uh, award. It was a group effort. Yes. Um, it's a whole series uh, with all these different tropes. And Mr. Silver was just looking for a mutual, <laughs> you know, benefit thing with, um, and his name was Lexi. golden silver, right? No, his name no. is Sterling. Sterling. No, no, Sterling, Sterling golden. Golden. <laughs> Sterling Golden. Um, maybe one of the best names of the series, too. So <laughs> I just, um, again, group effort. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't have done this without you. I Thank love you. it. Uh, and then my second one was A Ruin of Roses. Third was Do I Look Lonely. Boo. Nice. Yeah, but hey, fine. I love Do I Look <laughs> Lonely. But it's true to the trope. Second category, best sex scene. Mm. Uh, so, because I'd written down four. I truly couldn't choose. I can't wait for the third um, award. I'm so excited. I'm going, I'm just going to go with, so best sex scene. The first one that I wrote down was Pull Me Under from Sports. <laughs> then okay. we've got uh, Make It Sweet, specifically the one bed scene. Mm-hmm. Um, one bed. And then lastly, we've got You Can Never Trust Paperwork, specifically the Hermione reading in the library scene. And for Pull Me Under, which one? Oh, I think just the first time they had sex. Just okay. the first time. Got it. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a descriptor for it, but it was just the first time. Yeah. I think it was the... Uh you can never trust the paperwork library scene because I remember both of us being like changed by that description. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what I'm going with as well. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah! (laughs) That was number one. Uh, It feels so good to accept um, an award (laughs) for best sex scene. For best sex scene. And because that's really what I set out to do is really paint a picture with my very limited words and my absolute inability to take any of them seriously when I say them out loud. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'm just so glad that it affected you guys. And um, I hope that it comes up again and and again and again and and just, you know, keeps coming up for you and, and keeps I, coming i, I hope just, it keeps coming i yeah. just you know at the climax of this <laughs> this this speech this acceptance it just feels really good to be recognized in this way and i and i appreciate you all on behalf of all of the dramione shippers <laughs> that are just thrilled right now to hear you pick this absolutely what was the because you said you picked four what was the fourth one? Oh, uh, a royal mix-up all of them <laughs> Oh, God, I what just, a good one. The, every single sex scene was fun. It was shenanigany. Yeah. And I was like, but I was like, I can't pick just one scene from this. So I was like, I'll go with this That's specific fair. scene. That's fair. All right. Worst sex scene. This was actually hard. So excited. This was a hard one because I feel like we didn't get into, there was some that we didn't get into as much detail about how the sex actually mm-hmm. went. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what I've got. Two weeks notice, conference room scene. Ah. Wicked, uh, wicked night, the car scene with the knife. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should say neither of those are actual sex scenes. I just kind of went with sexy, sexy times. Scene. Okay, sexy just time. sexy times. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, lilac, two penises at once. <laughs> I think it's going to be lilac, two penises. I think it is going to be lilac, two penises at once. But my personal one is the conference room scene mm. because I could... Even now, I'm picturing a fully transparent wall. <laughs> I know that you said it was like from Despicable Me no, or whatever no, it is. Uh, Incredibles. Incredibles. <laughs> and I know you said that, but I am just seeing her screaming yeah. yes. while the entire office watches. And I think for me personally, actually, I would pick the car scene from Wicked Night. Wow. Because I didn't, I like the other knife play scene. I don't Across like that board. one. 
but I think we I talked. I think Sean, you were specifically we so horrified by about, two penises. At it was. I, I'm still. I still have an issue because I. I remember bringing that up and being like, "Guys, we got to talk about this." Yes. So I can say that the lilac to penises at once was the close second. Ooh. Okay. Like because that. I mean horrified the first my number one was two weeks notice the conference room yeah i just hated them so much (laughs) i mean either way either way i was gonna give uh, an acceptance speech for this one absolutely Um, you know i just feel honored by this i feel i feel interesting i wish um i wish there was more description about what this conference room really looked like absolutely yeah i mean i'm sure we all except jessica we're picturing that 1970s wooden paneled no i was picturing from from the incredible from the incredible no i was picturing full glass because when i think of getting eaten out in a conference room i think of the incredibles oh uh, yeah sure And so I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we could oh all God. we could all delight in that scene together. Yeah, it was it's an, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this one, okay, so the next category was also quite difficult. Okay. Uh, characters most likely to co-host Thumbs reading film. Mm-hmm. So the first one, Dina from Superstore. Yes. Um, okay. God, okay. yes. Yep. Okay. The yep. second one, Ted Lasso. Yep. Okay. Great. And lastly, it's a group, uh, all of the guys from the band in Lilac. Ooh. I think Ooh. they would add a really lovely dynamic. All right. Take it away. Well, here's the question, though, because you said Ted Lasso, but you're specifically talking about Ted Lasso in the Mercedes retelling. Yes. I got to go with that. I want to go with Dina only because I re- that's I love her so much. I think that the Ted Hades Ted Lasso would add an element of surprise and wonder that I think would be very fun for the podcast. Mm. But Dina, I mean Dina all the way every yeah. time is wonderful. I think Dina would be the the voice of like you're both wrong and here's why and like <laughs> bum, 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 A, when B, I C. did knife play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Back in back in the seventies, I don't know I when don't I did knife play, but that's my that's my pick. My winner was Dina. Hey, and I need to tell you that specifically when I was telling uh, my boyfriend Joe about these, I said I just really think that Dina would be like, I've brought research and I have answers. Yes. So your yes. impression is yes. exactly yes. why I picked Dina. No, that's ex- yeah, that's perfect. And Ted Lasso was the close second. So Thank you for Thank the you. same reason. Yep. Uh, all right, our final category. Wait, oh wait, got, wait, wait. That's oh, I'm so sorry. Your acceptance speech on behalf of Dina. Not that I could ever speak for her. No, and she wouldn't want you to. She wouldn't want me to, and so I will keep it short. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. <laughs> I just want you guys to be like, good. you're that both wrong. Good. I'd like to tell you why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right, all right. And I feel like you're going to know right away for this one. Favorite love story? Do I look lonely? Line mates and study dates by no ordinary means of communication. I mean, honestly, I know you said you th- that we would know. I don't know. Well, oh but God, I don't because those are all great. This makes me really happy. That you oh, know. I'm, oh. I'm gonna go with "Do I Look Lonely Again" for the same reason I picked it for the first award. But I also adore the um, the by no ordinary means mm-hmm. of communication love story. I honestly have the same thought process as you, but just to like spread it out, I'm gonna go by no ordinary no ordinary means and put and then put "Do I Look Lonely" second. Okay. All right. Um, I also want to kind of give explanations for all of these because yes. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so my number one was, do I look lonely? Yeah. Yep. I yep. literally wrote next to it, I mean. <laughs> I mean. It's the superstore. We all know. It's the yeah. superstore. First of all, it's, it's an incredible love story in its own right. But I think also the way that writer captured the the vibe and the, the, the atmosphere of that show was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it felt just so real. My second was line mates and study dates. 
Uh, I loved their dynamic. I mean, Cole was just like the most lovely man. Yeah. And it just felt like they both supported each other in such specific ways. And they Mm -hmm. both like lifted each other up. And there was such a playfulness with their love. That was so lovely considering how sad, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Asher. Asher, yes. um, Was. And it was just a beautiful love story. And then, yeah, by no ordinary means of communication is just such, like, it was so surprisingly adorable. <laughs> and, like, given the, one is an uh, assassin yes. super spy. And yes. also, and I think, one's a big old nerd. And yeah. also, I think when I think of James Bond, whether it's right or wrong, it's like, I think it's right. It's like, he's often, like, a womanizer. And yeah. he's just, like, he's, he's very charming, but he's mm-hmm. not cute like that yeah and it's like so the way that his charm came through in those post-it notes and also the creativity of telling a love story through post-it yeah. notes yeah. is so good so it's yeah so those cool. were those were my three yeah oh. okay this was so fun on behalf of uh do i look on lonely? behalf of do i look lonely i mean i honestly wish that i could call up whoever wrote that yes and just be like but I just want to let you know that you moved us right? and that you won an award and that you're really good at your job. And that you're really good at your job. And I hope that you tried to use this to get a job yes. writing in Superstore. Because she should. Because you should. Yes. Um, but I will say on, on the behalf of that writer, I'm so glad that that story hit you where it hit me. Because yes. it made me very emotional and I think it was wonderful. And if I had to pick a uh a a story that i liked the most even though i loved all the stories that i picked for the podcast Mm -hmm. that one is if not number one a close there a close second because it is so beautiful and so good and so accurate yeah and also deeply funny yes Um, it's so funny and so on behalf of clearly clearly the best story (laughs) any of us picked no offense emily none i I accept this award on on their behalf The shortest yeah. award show ever. It was a, it was a very was good, good award show. That was so fun, guys. That was beautiful. Um, so we're coming near the end of our episode. Oh, God. Our season our, one finale. Our time with Sean. Oh, God. Do you have any, like, final thoughts on this whole experience? Oh, I should have written them down. I have so many thoughts. What's your acceptance speech? Oh, yeah, what's your acceptance speech? <laughs> no, being, so I guess. this was, I mean, this was a joy. Like, mm-hmm. again, if, if it wasn't clear already, like, there's so little I know about the fanfic and romance world. Mm-hmm. So to like be exposed to so many new things and I have like a vocabulary now that I can fall back on, which Yay. is great. And you both just brought in such cool and different stories. And so I think that's really fun. And I think I can't wait to see what you pick for your next seasons. Cause, and I, <laughs> I just appreciate that you diversified them. And like, I think outside of two weeks notice, I loved all the stories mm. and I think I wasn't expecting that. And obviously mm. you guys were like, you can hate them, but like you just, they also the way you told them was so great. Um, and I'm just going to ramble about how much I love you too. Um, please do. We'll, we'll cut it. I'll Any, cut it out. Anytime. I just love you both so much and you're my best friends. And <laughs> but no, it was really fun. And I, I, I think it's really cool that you guys are just bringing this kind of stuff. I talked about this last week with the one direction fanfic, but I think, there's something really cool about bringing this kind of stuff that we all do behind closed doors, quote, and like sex. find some shame in. Well, oh, yeah, oh, sex, reading, but also, reading. But reading, also reading about this kind of stuff. I think often people feel ashamed of it or they don't feel they have someone they can talk to about it. So I think it's really mm-hmm. cool that this is being brought out in the open and Aww. you guys make it really fun. And I, I have a great time. I love you too, Sean. We well, love you too, Sean. Well, I love you too, Sean. I'm almost Not it. we. I don't want to speak for Jessica, but I love you too. <laughs> I said it already. I, I said well, it first. <laughs> I won! Yay! Um, okay, wait. So, what are our final thoughts? Oh on yeah, this season? please. Oh man, 
Yeah, this is this is your guys's first season of this show. I didn't well, even I will, see. I will I didn't say when we had our first business lady dinner, as mm-hmm. we called it, yes. and started planning out this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute no-brainer who our first season guest would be. We immediately knew we, that it would be you. Oh, I was going to say, we couldn't get Daniel Day-Lewis. We, but, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, obviously. I'll take second to we, Daniel Day-Lewis. We tried Lewis Daniel's day. people. <laughs> Daniel's people did not respond to no. us. So we went, well, Sean is great. Yeah. He's just not a microphone guy. He'd rather listen. <laughs> He's not a microphone guy. He'd rather listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just wanted to say, I I think I'm so happy that we went with our gut with that. Mm-hmm. And because, because you brought a... Your natural joy and just open-mindedness and curiosity to it. Thanks, mm-hmm. God. And I think Agreed. from all of that made made us worth listening to. <laughs> well, that's going to continue without me, so don't even worry about I that. I know, I know, but, yeah. but I, I appreciate it. But it's going to be, and we've already talked about this, it's going to be very hard to find yeah. an act to follow you. Mm-hmm. And oh. I appreciate you bringing your best and bringing your most open-minded curiosity to every single episode it has made it a true joy to like genuinely like the last couple episodes especially my mission has been to yeah yeah pick a story that fits the trope Mm -hmm. but mainly to make Sean Sean smile Yeah, and I can say like you guys also just make it easy. Like you guys bring so much passion to this because it's something you love. So it's we really do, we do love sex books. We you love, do we love a good so it's, re- it's really easy to be like, wow, this is great. I want to yeah. hear more because you love it. So. Yeah, well, I love I, also yeah. sorry. No, can I no, jump no. in? Yeah, yeah, jump in here. I'll say I just love the that you've been with us through the whole journey because like you know episode one's a little different than episode eight. Yeah, like we, absolutely. We, we've been on this journey with us as we found our footing here. Your voices. Uh, not that we didn't know what we we're doing because we always know what we're fucking you do. doing. You're but professionals. Yeah, it's been fun to like kind of create this thing with you oh, and God. read silly fun stories. And I agree, it's been fun to like try and bring a story that'll make Sean smile. Yeah. But also, <laughs> like it's been nice to like get out of my own comfort zone Absolutely. Or, or be like, okay, my first thought would be like this really dark, like disturbing mafia romance. So let's go the other way. Let's yes. pick something else. And yeah. it's nice to like try and do that. Um, just to like surprise myself as well as, as you and Jess. Yeah. And listener, I hope that you have that journey with us as well. Seriously. And I know that the last 10 minutes has been very much for us. Yeah, it's very uh, for us. Absolutely. Uh, but I hope that you're still with us and enjoying this because <laughs> that's, we, we want Sean's experience to be your experience oh. as well. Yeah. And if I you didn't so. like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or also, what are you or, doing hey, here? stick around because it could be a totally different vibe next time. See, so for our true. next, our next guest, we need to pick someone like Sean who's nicer than us <laughs> oh, so that yeah. when we tell the audience to go fuck themselves they can go well maybe not hey, no, maybe, maybe you should think about that maybe pull yeah. it back I think it should be someone <laughs> so much meaner than both of you <laughs> that also might be a thing I will cannot say. wait but yeah we've got some fun uh, holiday episodes coming up Yay. yeah so our next episode will be Halloween themed we know that it will be released after Halloween but we had a schedule we had so a schedule. fucking get over it so we'll be doing a Halloween and then a Thanksgiving one yes and then we're going to take a little break and then we'll do Christmas and New Year's and New Year's and, and while we try uh, to figure out we're, what, what we're how how the hell we can find anyone as charismatic and kind and yeah, beautiful as with, Sean Buckley with the best guys. bangs in the world oh best, such good bangs thank such you good guys bangs. <laughs> you guys just make me feel so happy I'm like, <laughs> good. so <Yay>. loved <laughs> well well all right okay I guess this is, this is it this is it bye Sean bye Sean oh god love so you. sad I love you guys too <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Everything is lewd. I could tell you things about Peter Pan and the Wizard of Oz. There's a dirty old man. Ah!